We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Check out Sirius-CBD.com. Sirius CBD. The best CBD products on the planet. Over 100 five-star reviews. Can verify authentication. Gold in full spectrum. Full panel lab tested. I take Sirius CBD for my seizures. It has reduced my seizure activity tremendously. It tastes good and it's the best stuff on the planet. Thanks so much, Justin. I went from having two to three seizures a week to one to two seizures a month. It has improved my quality of life and it tastes awesome. Get serious. Enter promo code RABBIT for 15% off at checkout. Serious CBD. now back to your regularly scheduled program. Let me tell you why you're here. What can I do for you? Well, I'm looking for a white rabbit. So, um, white rabbit. This movement is growing. White rabbit. We have an army of digital soldiers. Digital soldiers with irregular warfare at its finest. Digital soldiers. That story will, will continue to be told here. Welcome, fellow truthers, to another episode of White Rabbit. We have what we call citizen journalists, digital soldiers. White Rabbit. Yeah, you can go down the rabbit hole, though. Okay. You can go down the rabbit hole and be incoherent. Mm-hmm. White Rabbit. Welcome, fellow truthers, to another episode of White Rabbit. I am your host, Catalyst Jones. Man, I have a guest today that is He's so amazing because I heard him on Deplorable Nation show, and and you guys know how much we love Deplorable Janet here on White Rabbit. And I'm like, man, how have I never heard of this guy before? He's awesome. Like, does he have a podcast? So I kept listening to the show, and sure enough, he shouts out his podcast. He's got a YouTube channel, and I start watching his stuff, and I'm like, okay, he's got to come on. So without any further ado, the host of the Godcast, The Goodness Over Darkness, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show for the very first time, Emmanuel Kingman. Oh, thank you for having me on the show. It's an honor to be here. Man, it's an honor to have you on the show. I'm really excited to uh, dive into some of the things that we're going to dive into. I, I, I got to say, I love your hat. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Jesus Christ saved my life. Yeah. Awesome. I'm, I, I'm armored up today. So. Oh, nice. I, yeah, uh, I, I always rock the Jesus. You know, I have a few different hats. I actually just ordered some new stuff to hats, shirts, because when I was before I was saved by Christ, I was wearing stuff promoting everyone else. So now that I've been saved by him, now I'm not going to be ashamed now. You know, I'm definitely going to be promoting him. That's awesome. <clears throat> so is it because uh, you were saved that you started um, wanting to speak out and start your podcast? Or were you kind of a free thinker before that? So, yeah, so I broke out of uh, the Matrix mindset and... I got into conspiracy and everything, spirituality, right at the end of 20, towards the end of 2019. And I started a, you know, I've consumed information in, in a vast way. You know, I give really into something. So then I get like so much of it really quickly. And uh, so at the end of 2020, I was, I created a Facebook, a Twitter and I was starting to do some stuff a little bit. Uh, I was doing, I was into Q at the time 
and I was doing QD codes and right away I had a bunch of followers and all that. And then they, it just stopped. Like it was like, I got a lid put on me and then all my stuff got deleted. And then I just gave up social media once Biden was uh, inaugurated. And then after three days or several days after Biden was inaugurated, I was injured and then I was saved by Jesus Christ. And then three months of no social media. Then I started making podcast appearances. And from there I created my podcast and it's just taken off ever since. Awesome. And what, what is your podcast about? Where can people find it? So you can find it on any audio platform. Uh, just type in Godcast, the goodness over darkness podcast. And on uh, YouTube is goodness over darkness. Uh, so what it's about is really anything that is goodness overcoming darkness, which is like all the stuff that we typically talk about in the conspiracy, spiritual communities, all that, as well as uh, health, uh, as well as uh, just different people that come on with their stories of how they're overcoming their things. It's really uh, whatever I'm interested in. I, I tend to have people hit me up. Uh, and it just works out where God just lines things up where I'll have several episodes in a row that kind of link together that I didn't set up that way. It's just how it got set up for me. So it's really just, it covers a vast amount of things from alternative history, covered up all history to different medical things, to a lot of conspiracy, a lot about Jesus, a lot about spirituality and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, man, you're an all-around truther. I love it. You're and you're not afraid to dip your toe in, in any uh, truth pond either. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I like about you. So, also another thing about you is you're a truck driver, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. Okay, so I have a question for you. With everything that is uh, going on in Canada, and you are a truck driver here in the United States, is there any rumbles amongst your truck driver friends about starting something like that here? Are you guys planning uh, well, anything? So I don't have any truck driver friends. So I just drive locally. Uh, so I don't do any of the, the long haul stuff. So I don't have a CB radio or anything like that. So I can't uh, answer that question. Okay. Well, you can answer this one. If they were to assemble and do something, would you take part in it? Uh, no. No? Okay. Well, I, I don't no. want to ask you why because I'm sure you have your reasons, but uh, you, you are definitely in the battle of good versus evil. And <clears throat> so with what's going on in Canada right now, and I'm going to talk a little political for a minute, but then we're going to dive down some rabbit holes. So bear right. with me here. I feel like what's happening in Canada, now we're starting to see mandates being lifted here. And I also have a feeling that that has a lot to do with the fact that we're approaching midterms. But if they let go of this whole COVID narrative, do you think that there's going to be a tactical shift? Are they going to like maybe bring in climate change or another uh, boogeyman that we can't see so that they can try to uh, oppress us still, keep the, keep their big middle finger on us? Yeah, I think climate change is going to be in the background for that's their plan is to have it in the background to propel many of the things. So that'll pop up at different times. But of course, they're going to be running different psyops at different times uh, all throughout whenever anything's occurring. There's always multiple things happening. 
I think the COVID thing, the lifting of the mandates, I don't think it has anything to do with voting. I know a lot of people are, are talking about that, but uh, they steal the election. So it doesn't matter what they present to people. They're not going, there's not a scenario in which they have in mind that it's not going to go according to their plan. So uh, I think why it happened has to do with when 5G got turned on and it has to do with that enough they felt that they covered as much as they were going to cover in terms of people getting vaccinated and boosted. They got those people and they're, they're not going to turn anyone else, you know, yeah, doing I totally what they were agree. doing. I totally agree. Those people that haven't taken it, haven't taken it for a reason. They, they might start forcing something, but it feels like they're kind of lifting away from that. Um, and it, and it just feels like the media is involved in this really just evil push. And they're making people, they're making people turn on people, which is, a, it, it's, it's so horrible to watch and it, and it pains me so much. And, and then you have people that see what's going on and they're not speaking out. And I think it was the book of Isaiah. It said, uh, woe who called good evil and evil good. And I feel like we're in a moment in history that is very biblical. And if you see evil, you should definitely be calling it out because if you don't, that's just the same as committing the evil. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I definitely am of the mindset of, uh, what Jesus really stood for was not only to love your neighbor and be a good person, but to stop evil acts when you come upon them. Uh, so it is very vital that we do act upon our good morality to have that moral compass to know how to act. And if I am to come across something evil, I call it out. Like you said, truth, like that's, that's what I'm about. That's my closest connection with Jesus is that one trait of being truthful is what has just everything else. All the characteristics have followed when I just pursue just being complete truth. So, uh, of course, if I see something that's evil that I definitely, uh, am going to speak out about it. That's awesome, brother. Um, well, with that being said, so if there was some sort of trucker convoy, then I, I'm sorry to put you on the spot here. Why do you think you wouldn't get involved in that? Uh, because I think it's a psyop uh, that's, uh, so like the way it got organized, uh, nothing gets organized grassroots the way that that did. Uh, and when we look at the shelves are already fairly empty in the supermarkets, they're going to blame the truckers. And not only that, they are also going to bring in self-driving trucks, which I, I've already seen the World Economic Forum pushing. And they have uh, a bill that's coming in 2026 for automatic shutdown of vehicles. Yeah. by uh, authorities. So uh, this is, it's all, you know, people are standing up. So I'm not against people standing up because they didn't for so long. But to me, I see this as a, a complete psyop that, that people are being tricked. They're being led with a carrot uh, on the stick right in front of their face and they're chasing it oh, because it's right there. It. Almost got it. What was yeah, that old yeah. commercial? Almost got it. 
Yeah. And what it really is doing is putting all of us in uh, actual danger of uh, not having foods uh, because the supermarkets are going to be empty now. Uh, this is going to put a real damper on things in a major way. So, uh, of course, I, I don't like any globalist or anything like that. But what the truckers are doing is actually hurting their, the fellow citizens, the blue collar people who depend on going to the, the supermarket to get food that now won't have it because they're doing what they're doing. So uh, while I am for standing up for freedom and making sure that we're not having any mandates pushed on us. And I feel for those countries, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, uh, Austria that are going through these types of things. We have to bandy about in a way that's not going to hurt ourselves. That's the most important overriding factor. And we can't, let uh, the glitz and the glam of this next big thing pull us into it because they do it all the time. I mean, uh, I know I see you wearing a Q hat. I was into Q as well. I was decoding a lot of stuff, but that was also a psyop. It was the big let up, you know, the big build everything up and then just pull, pull the uh, sheet out from under you. And now, Oh, look, you thought that you were going to have someone on your side. And now, and now look what, what happened? So, well, I, I'm still not, decoding the Q things and where that yeah. went wrong is a nonce where putting dates on things where Q never did. And so we were depending on a nonce that were decoding stuff. And we were like, this is going to happen this time. This is going to happen at this time. And when it didn't happen at that, that time, every, everybody was like, Oh, Q was garbage that, that let's throw it away. But he also said, uh, past proves future and we're seeing that with deltas every single day i'm still decoding stuff and if you li i don't know if you ever listen to x22 but i still listen to x22 and he'll throw out every day what q said and how it pertains to what is happening today and it's dead on and um it was a nonce that put dates on things q has never been yeah. wrong and q is well, still being proven right as time goes on I honestly don't think that Joe Joe Biden is going to end his term. Um, there, there's no way that that. It, that yeah, I don't. I don't think he'll end his term either. But the, I mean, it's if it's the people who are running everything just made the sigh up. Of course, they know the dates because they've set things up uh, 33 years, and you know everything's set up so far in advance that they're just let you in on it a little bit. You know, it's not that it didn't help me. Of course it did. It but propelled me into all the things that I understand now. So it did do something, but it was already happening. And this was their last ditch attempt at keeping track of people. This is, it was a big tracker because we are all very much marked and being tracked by the current administration, by the past administration, who knows what's actually going on? I don't think that the president and the vice president are allowed in the White House. There's a lot of weird stuff going yes, on. I agree. And there's still a lot of things that I have hope, uh, of course, that things could turn around. And the whole reason why I even bought into Q in the first place was because two weeks before I even heard about it, while meditating, doing deep meditations, I started in my astral body, started leading military down into underground tunnels that were saving men, women, and children that were locked up down there. It was a very strange thing to me. It was very foreign to anything I had 
comprehend it at the time. This was January, 2020. I didn't hear about Q until February of 2020. So what it was a very weird thing, but I see that whoever was posting on the boards and all, they were doing it in order to build us up only to let it all fall. And I understand what you're saying with the dates, but with Biden being in president and all of the mandates that occur, not just necessarily mandates, but all the things that have occurred, like people have really lost their jobs in a major way. People are, I mean, the, people the have country their, is yeah, crazy. Yeah. People have lost their way of lives. People have lost relationships. Um, people have, you know, people have taken their lives. It's, it's, it's affecting people in a real, real way. And I, and I totally get where you're coming from. Q also said that we're going to have to go through the darkness to see the light. And you actually have to show people, uh, they can't be told they have to be shown. And so I think, uh, with anything, um, whether it's addiction or, uh, anything in your life in order to make a change, you have to hit that rock bottom and be like, okay, this, it, 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 it can't go any further down. This is this is when I need to do something and wake up. And I feel like without Q, I probably said this a hundred times on the show. Sorry, everybody, but I feel like without Q, people like you and I, these crazy conspiracy theorists, would just be shouting out there alone, and nobody would be listening to us. But with Q, we were all able to band together, and there is a great awakening happening at the same time when they're trying to force their great reset, I don't think that this great awakening would be happening without Q because even the people that were waking up and were talking about this, any people that were totally into Q like yourself and turned your back on, on it, which I totally get where you're coming from. But without that movement, we wouldn't have the movement that we have now. And I feel like we're on the precipice of, uh, we're definitely in a battle of good and evil right now, and it could it could sway either way. And and it's a scary time, but it's also a very exciting time. It, but God put us here in this moment in time, I feel, for a reason. And the people that are awake, like people like you, people like uh, Kill the Mockingbirds, uh, We the People Radio, uh, I can go on. Uh, these people are awake right now to speak out and to try to help people come, come to the truth in this moment where it's really, really needed. Now where I get hung up is there is a spiritual warfare going on and a lot of people that are awake aren't fully awake to the actual spiritual warfare that is going on. And that's kind of where I want to want to take this conversation because you dive down into that a lot and uh um what are your thoughts on that before i ask my next question actually okay so i think that the the spiritual warfare is a whole thing and i just wanted to comment when you said uh, about q i think that we would have been waking up and that they just used that as uh something but i do think q stopped a, a possible uh, civil war that could have happened last year because people were, were patient. They were being patient because they expected Trump was going to get in. Now, if it, if there wasn't that movement, which is why I think it's a complete psyop is because this, the intelligence agencies, they run algorithms and they understand 
how things are going well in advance. I mean, this is how people predict things based it's all on algorithms of what's being talked about and how it's being talked about and, and shared around and all. So they needed to stop that from happening. And, uh, you know, like Michael Flynn saying that we need a one world, uh, religion, which is just, you know, that's the great deception Trump pushing the mandates for the, or pushing vaccines, uh, and then like being two faced since when he's at his own, uh, rallies, he's saying that it's, uh, that he's not pushing it, you know, he's pandering to audiences. It's, it's the great deception is still to come. Uh, and that's who it is that they are the great deception, uh, that they are going to come in, uh, and maybe with some quote unquote aliens, aliens aren't actually real. There's different levels, but the term that we would know them as is aliens are going to come in and take away all the bad guys. And it's going to appear like, and this is part of the spiritual warfare. This is what I'm getting into now. So this is what it's going to appear like they're the good guys and we're going to want everything that occurs. This is what they're leading us to. They are, we are going to be giving them exactly what they want because they're setting it all up, but then it's going to lead to something much, much worse than we already have it. This is what the Bible talks about. And this is what the great deception really is all about. It's the final thing. It's to make us think that, excuse me, it's to make us think that the one world religion, that, that humans are above us, that aliens are going to be our saviors, that it's none of our focus is actually on God when we're looking at at those things and the spiritual warfare, that's what it's all about. It's to keep you preoccupied with the truckers in Canada, with the politicians in DC, with the mandates in Australia, you know, whatever it is that, that is going on these different psyops in these different areas. It's always to take you away from God, because once you get to the level of understanding and spiritual uh, awareness you have full control over you and your environment based upon how you treat yourself and your environment and the thoughts you think and the actions you take. And when you purify yourself, you do so much more than you could do by just you know, by going around shouting on a, a you know, a, a loudspeaker about different things. Uh, the podcasts are great because we reach people. People don't want that entertainment that they used to have in Hollywood. They want truth. They want real people. They they're tired of the fakeness and everybody serves their own purpose, but this spiritual warfare. And I, like you said, I'm knee deep in it. I've experienced a lot of different things. Uh, I've just revealed some new things on my uh, last podcast called uh, demon possession and alien abduction. Ooh, I had uh, to grab my Bible after that one, man. That was an amazing, that was an amazing episode. And I, I anybody yeah. listening to this, go check out his podcast. And especially that last episode was powerful, if to say the least. Yeah, well, see, that's I'm just being truthful on there when I talk about it, and it's just like when I say something, I'm saying it so that others hear it and maybe they resonate with it. So then they contemplate it and think about their own experiences and, and they start putting the things together uh, of 
different experiences they might have had or you know like a you have this glimpse of a memory you know and then like i'm trying to shake it free by saying my truth that jesus really compels me to speak my truth so that i can shake people free when there's uh like a little fuzz there so it's being truthful and getting a command on yourself and your environment purifying yourself is like what that's that's how i know good old went out because i went from where i was a drug addict in prison seven years ago for burglarizing pharmacies. Uh, so many things I was overweight, smoked cigarettes, abusive in many ways. You know, I was a completely different person than I am today. I was a caveman in the way I thought and, and everything in my life was just sexualized. And now who I am today representing Jesus because he talks to me and I hear him making the objective changes that I've made in my life. That's how I know good will overcome no matter what is in our external environment, how it shows itself to us. We will overcome whatever uh, comes our way because this is like as as we say, this is the end times. You know, this is the literal final judgment is coming very soon. So if you lived in Australia and you get put into an internment camp. Now, the Bible says this is going to happen, right? And they're going to tell us that we have to denounce God or, and G O and, uh, okay. Let me ask you this. Do you think that the jab is the mark of the beast? Because it says in the Bible that you won't be able to participate in the, in this world without the mark. And that's kind of what it seems like. It seems like you, you can't go into, um, certain restaurants you can't and it's going to keep getting worse I think maybe or or is this going to just fizzle out and I, I don't know is this the mark of the beast that they're injecting people with because it is changing people's DNA are you there yeah yeah uh, uh, okay sorry froze up uh so I guess because you asked that question zoom decided to freeze but uh I would say that no, it's not the mark that maybe it's a precursor, but I do in my understandings of where we are on the timeline, everyone is looking towards the book of revelation, like somewhere in the middle, we're at the very end that the mark of the beast has already occurred uh, a while ago. And maybe they have something similar planned in store uh, for down the line a little bit and this is a precursor to that but i think this is a fake revelation seven-year tribulation that we're going through i think it's uh, all just set up because i can see the fakeness of it all and uh once you start to realize that the christ millennial kingdom has already happened then we would have to be at the end of satan's short season which what comes after that is the final judgment so I think they're just trying to extend their time here. They're trying to deceive us further because that's all they can do is to drive us to switch bodies with us. Essentially. That's what they want us to do. They don't have bodies. They want to take our bodies. They want to send us to the metaverse, which is outer space as we know it, which is the abyss as the Bible talks about the prison, the, the seven planets that are revolving around the sun are the seven fallen angels who are, uh, locked in chains and they're made to worship the sun. Uh, it's they're revolving around the sun, you know, as science would call it. Uh, 
and the Bible or the book of Enoch says it's, they're locked in chains, worshiping the sun, the S O N because as above, so below the sun is representing Christ to us because it gives us life here. So uh, not that it is Christ, you know, I'm not into the astro astro theology thing all that much. I, I know it exists, but it's an as above, so below scale. So it's just really, uh, it's a very multifaceted thing, but these people have been planning this. They're not actual people, but these entities have been planning this for thousands of years. They've known the playbook and they know that we are at the end and all they can do is try to right now switch into our bodies. And they think that they can trick the creator that they aren't, that they're trying to become one of us and they're going to think that they can trick them by the way that they look, that they appear to be human. Like, Oh, okay. You're going to be saved now. Like that's not how it works. It's, it's going to be judged based on what's inside of you, the feeling and the love and understanding that you have. That's what we'll all be judged on. Well, God is all knowing and he knows what you're going to do before you do it. And whether you're an angel or you're a human or you're a demon, uh, he, he created you and he, he already knows this. So I think it's funny that somebody would try to deceive God. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, you had somebody on your show. Actually, I want to dive into the book of Enoch because you did a three part, um, YouTube thing and I'm almost to the end of your third part. And I've always been very curious about the book of Enoch. I've had questions about it. Um, and I didn't realize until I started uh, your three-part thing that there is actually two Enochs. Yeah, there's two different Enochs, yeah. Okay, so for somebody that was interested in going into the book of Enoch, what do you suggest, or, or do you just suggest that they look at your um, three-part video, or do you suggest that they, if they were going to dive into it for themselves, where do you think they should start? Well, so when we're talking about the two different Enochs, it goes to the line of Cain and the line of Seth because Seth is the younger brother after Cain killed Abel, if anyone's unfamiliar with. So there's like this imposter line of people. Cain's line are imposters, essentially. They're are doppelgangers. So there's a lot of biblical names line up on both sides at different times. Lamech is another one. Uh, but the Enoch that we're talking about is the seventh line. Uh, so uh, you, you cut out there for a second. You're speaking too much truth. And and this is crazy because <laughs> I heard this happen when Janet was on your show and it's oh, never yeah. happened on my show where it's, cut out like this before so you're, you're probably getting into something that the entities don't want you to talk about on my yes. show so it, it's uh what i was saying was enoch one enoch is written by the enoch of the line of seth he's the seventh from adam so the seventh generation his father was jared the sixth generation during Jared's time on earth is when the fallen came down as physical entities. So if someone's going to start reading the book of Enoch, 
there are three, I think there's actually five different books of Enoch, but I only read three of them. I actually have it on the shelf over here uh, that you, so one Enoch is the Enoch from Seth's line Two Enoch is like a corrupted version of that, where it goes more in depth about the stars and time. Uh, it's, but it's not really reliable that they don't actually know all the authors who wrote it. And they say it's definitely not God inspired. And then there's three Enoch, which is written by a rabbi, a Jewish rabbi who had this mystical experience that he went into the heavens. uh, And I guess a, a meditation, a prayer, I'm not sure exactly what it was, but he met Metatron he asked Metatron to show him who he used to be, and he was Enoch. And he just, once he saw him, he knew it was Enoch. There was not uh, words exchanged saying, I was Enoch. He showed him what he used to look like. Uh, so, do you, do you believe him? Uh, I mean, I don't really have one way or another to, to really go off of. I heard, I've heard that Metatron is. I haven't gotten into this myself with the new age that uh, Metatron's like their top guy, so to speak, uh, which again, everything's a doppelganger. So the Enoch of Cain's line, who was the third line from or the third generation from Adam, he could also be, be uh, portraying himself as Metatron, but the doppelganger version. So I don't know what's going on there. I do know that uh, a, another podcast host that I'm uh, friendly with, he has a very strong connection with Metatron. And this is somebody who I trust his judgment and, and his understanding, his spiritual warfare. I, he's definitely feels like a brother to me. So when I can only speak on my experiences, really. So I do when I, I read that and the rabbi saying that, I take it, you know, I'll take it in. Sure. I don't know that how accurate it is, but if this rabbi is writing, this is a Jewish rabbi that comes across Enoch, you know, I think that that has some validity to it, but I don't know that it's complete truth. So if someone's going to pick up the book of Enoch, I would just start with one Enoch and read and try to figure out, you know, read it slowly chapter by chapter and, and understand what you're reading. You have to cross reference things. You'll have to read it multiple times. You have to get context of the time period that they're in the way that they worded things. There's a lot of, when we read ancient texts, we can't just put our modern perspective on it. We have to transplant ourselves into their time and understand it on their level, which is not an easy thing to do, which is why you need to, read it and reread it and go and highlight things. And, and then you cross reference it with something else because we have to get a feel for the authors of the time. We have to put ourselves in their shoes. Right. Yeah. That makes sense because people that read Shakespeare now wouldn't get it at all. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, I do Bible studies every Monday morning and, um, one of my best friends, I grew up with him. He's awesome. He was just like me. He was a complete sinner. He was obsessed with uh, sinning, sinning, basically, you know, uh, sex, mm-hmm. uh, partying, 
anything that came along with it. And uh, it's really inspiring to see where he's come in his life. But when I bring up the book of Enoch, he tells me not to put any validity into it. And my parents are also Jehovah's Witnesses. And before they stopped talking to me, they told me not to put any any time into the book of Enoch because if God really wanted it to be there, then it would be in the Bible. But we know that the Bible has been messed with so much, even though in the Bible itself says you should not, it, like this word cannot be messed with, they've messed with it. Um, yeah. And I've heard you say that the book of Enoch should have been in there. Do you think that it's the Vatican that took it out? Or do you think... I th- it was the Council of Nicaea, I believe, who uh, took it out. But it's actually still part of the canon in Ethiopia. They are a Christian nation. and The canon meaning Canaanites? No, no, no. The canon of the biblical canon. That's what all the books of the that are in the Bible, it's called the canon. So the book of Enoch is still, has always been part of their Bible. It was never taken out from Ethiopia because Ethiopia wasn't a part of the Catholicism that that took over uh, the universal. That's what Catholicism means. So the book of Enoch is the oldest book that you could actually find. It is, uh, I mean, other than Sumerian tablets that I don't know the validity to all of them, but I know that maybe... They're not even our species. So the oldest book that we have from our species is the book of Enoch. The oral tradition goes back to over a thousand years before the flood. Now, the time that it was written, it was written right around the same time as Genesis, which was written by Moses. So that a lot of people consider that to be the oldest book in the Bible, but it, the oldest oral tradition would be the book of Enoch, which in itself is a completed version. Like the, the Bible has different books for different pieces that really breaks down certain aspects of things. The book of Enoch in itself is just a, an ex, not an expanded version. It's just a walkthrough of almost an old Testament to a new Testament type of deal that it's up until Jesus really like that has, on my third uh, part, I spent 45 minutes bringing up the son of man references. It references the son of man in there so much. And when I read that, I realized that Jesus Christ is who the Bible says he is. And it, I had to find it from an outside book to realize that, oh, this oldest book that is here was saying this long before he was born. So it was there prophes- is something to it. It was prophesizing Jesus before like many years before Jesus even came about. Yeah. All of his nicknames that, uh, that they call him, not all of them, but several of his nicknames, they were written in the book of Enoch. Uh, You know, this is some really, uh, and it's at least 300 years before Jesus was born that this was written down. So it wasn't Enoch himself writing this, but it was his family lineage that was passing this on. He's the great grandfather of Noah. He's the uh, grandfather of uh, Methuselah. You know, there's just so much, or or, I'm sorry, Melchizedek. Uh, I forget which one, Methuselah or Melchizedek, one of them too, but it's just so much to it that when you read it, you understand why it was taken out because it explains to you 
the spiritual warfare and someone who is in spiritual warfare like myself, I read it and I see, okay, this is for someone like me who can use this to understand exactly what I'm going up against. And that's what it's really for. Man, I wish we had access to what's underneath the Vatican and that vault and all those books. that They just digitized their library. Uh, Well, they tell us they did, right? Well, yeah, I don't know exactly how many things they got, but yeah, they they digitized some of it at least. And there's a lot of interesting stuff I've come across so far, but I haven't dug deep into it yet. Oh, awesome. I need to start diving deep into that too, because um, I also have questions, you know, like um, um, with, with the forbidden fruit, there is a lot of people that think that the forbidden fruit was when Satan came and tempted Eve not with necessarily eating from the tree of uh, knowledge or the tree of good and evil. A lot of people call it a different type of tree, but rather showed her fornification. And mm-hmm. and Adam uh, seeded Eve with, um, with uh, Abel, and Satan uh, seeded Eve with Cain. And yeah. those are two different bloodlines. Do you think that there's any validity in that? Oh yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. And it's not uh it's not Satan, it's not named uh the serpent that did it isn't named in there, but it's uh it's interesting that uh he was made to uh he was his legs were taken away so he was made to drag his belly for the rest of eternity. And when we look at the term dragon, you know, they're dragging themselves uh, oh, because yes. They didn't have legs. And when we look at a T-Rex, if you were to take the legs off of a T-Rex, they have that one little arm. So dinosaurs are dragons. They were just rebranded as dinosaurs in the 1800s. Uh, so dove into so that Dubé's one little dinosaurs arm. Dinosaurs never existed. And I kind of I kind of subscribed to dinosaurs never actually existed. Uh, there were very large lizards. Uh, you can, it doesn't matter what they're called, but they, I mean, they're depicted on maps from the 1500s, uh, before this was occurring. There's dragons of all sorts of very large lizards all over the place. This is where you would get the idea of reptilians. Seraphim are the angels that are who, who, what I'm talking about now, the dragons, they are these, uh, beings that have Chinese dragons. That's what that is, is a seraphim. And if that is what a dinosaur uh, would be called, a T-Rex would be. But if you look at the T-Rex, if you take off the legs, then it's, uh, you know, the the only part of a T-Rex that they find is from the skull to like the, not even the complete tail, but like down towards the tailbone. So it's a, a weird thing, but you could imagine it's dragon, and that's why it's called a dragon, because it was dragon itself across the land. Very interesting. Very, a very. I hate to steal from Sam Tripley, but dude, you just blew my mind. Because <laughs> no, no, because seriously, we talk about these reptilians. We know that um, there is there is species that are not even species. There is the Nephilim, right? And we know that fallen angels came down and took human women and uh, procreated with them. And uh, the, not the Bible, but the, um, I don't even know what you would call it. The Rockefeller group that 
made our textbooks and created these so-called dinosaurs said that these were prehistoric way before man but god didn't mess up he didn't he didn't make man and say or he didn't make these dinosaurs and say oh man i screwed up let me throw down a, a giant asteroid and kill them all off and start over again no it says in the bible that after he created the heavens and or after he created uh our beautiful earth that we have that he created man and he created adam and eve he doesn't talk about creating dinosaurs that's not in there now a big misconception and and i'm just kind of coming up with this as as i'm speaking as what you're saying is man walked with these things they Mm -hmm. because these things came about from the fallen angels that that were taking women for themselves and trying to recreate or trying to um uh populate with their bloodline um give me one second brother i should have peed before i started this i was in such a hurry setting up um no worries go ahead but uh yeah i love where this is going i'm also going to ask you about the grays because i do not believe in outer space so okay we're on the same page ladies are you sick of paying way too much for your hair care and beauty supplies yo man do you even know where to go to get your beard oils don't worry about it your boy catalyst jones got you go to the warehouse.salon they got everything you want they got all the new stuff all the best stuff all the name brands that you want the same thing that alta and amazon has and you don't want to spend your money at amazon or alta why would you want to give these pedophile mother your money right so check it out go to the warehouse.salon enter promo code rabbit and you'll get 10 percent off of your order and you'll be helping fellow patriots it's a win-win situation boom and now back to your regularly scheduled program all right could i hop in about what we're you're just saying with the dinosaurs uh because this kind of leads into the Bible. So there was a creation here before Adam and Eve, which is why Adam and Eve were created. This is called gap theory in the Christian uh, community. So I got, before I knew what gap theory was, or even had an idea that something like that existed, I got this uh, download, quote unquote download. I don't like that term, but everyone understands what it means that, uh, Jesus is the creator of everything. He created the angels first to do different things. And they had the ability to create themselves. So they created creations. Jesus created them or Yahweh created them. Or I I say, I say Yahweh people have different names for, for almighty, but um, yeah, Jesus Christ is the almighty. I'll explain why in a moment here. Uh, So he created He created the angels who then created a creation that they were enslaving, that they were treating it. This would be the Anunnaki story that they were, they took the DNA from hominids that were on the earth that weren't human. uh, They were far from human mixed with their DNA and created a race of beings that would be subservient to them. And, after a while of them not turning back, Jesus creates Adam and Eve and creating Adam and Eve with the thought in mind that Eve would sin. He 
knew she would fornicate with the other line because he wanted to call back all of creation at the same time, which that time period's now. He wanted to call us all back, but they didn't have the blood of Christ in them. So Eve had to do what she did. And that is what the, the mixing of the serpent seed and the human seed was all about to get everybody uh, some degree of both so that we could all be called back. So why Jesus Christ is the creator of everything is outside of this place. He is Jesus Christ. When he comes in, uh, so outside of this place, it's not a physical place. It's a spiritual place. He's a spirit named Jesus Christ. He comes into this physical world as a spirit named Yahweh. He's the life essence of everything. He's the breath of life. Then when he comes into physical form here, he is Yeshua. So Yeshua is the son. Yahweh is the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ is the father. And when we start to look at the Bible, why it's written in Greek for people that were allegedly in uh, a place where they would speak Hebrew, it doesn't make sense. And why he would be, why the translation would be to Jesus and not to Yeshua or to Joshua, that doesn't make sense either because they weren't talking about one character named Yeshua. They were talking about Jesus Christ, the father. So every time that they're talking about Jesus in the Bible and he's saying things, it's not necessarily, not necessarily Yeshua saying all of these things, but others are also having Jesus Christ talk through them. This is apparent when King Herod in uh, the book of, I forget what book it is, but King Herod beheads John and then he hears Jesus speaking and he goes, I thought I killed that guy because he thinks that he killed Jesus when he beheaded John, but Jesus is still here. And these people, anyone who is of Christ doesn't want to be known by themselves. They want Jesus to be seen through them. They want to give all glory to God. So they say, Jesus is doing this. It is not me. It is not Todd Armstrong doing this. This is Jesus Christ doing this. This is how people of Christ act. So when we talk about who the creator is, Jesus Christ was the creator, had one opportunity to come down fully embodied as one of the creations, which is the son, which is Yeshua, came down as the son. When he died, then he became so much more in this universe. He gained all these different abilities because even though he created it out there, it had to happen here for it to take full effect, to be the bridge to both uh, above and where we are. So when, when he was being crucified and he was saying, Father, please forgive them for they not know what they do, was he talking to himself? Well, so... We so when he's here, he is fully human and he is not, he doesn't have his full capabilities. He has a lot of them, but there's some of them he had to leave outside of himself. So he is kind of talking to himself because both of these things are happening at once, but it's such a more grand scale outside of here that it would appear to him down here that it's 
not happening at once. You know, time would operate in different ways because time is relevant to your location. So if he's outside of here, there is no time. So when he's down here, it's, it's a very weird concept, but he is calling out to himself essentially because he's, he's saying, you know, this is Yeshua is still a human. So Yeshua is still saying he's still suffering, but he, and he's calling out out loud, you know, like you have forsaken me. He says that because he understands the feeling of being human and feeling powerless and not having God to do things for you. So he felt that on a very human level. And that's why he had to do it. He had to understand why his creation wasn't just coming back to him the way he, he thought it would. So he came down here to save us all. Wow. Wow. That's a lot to take in. And it makes you bridged a lot of gaps for me, actually. Uh, That's, that's kind of what I do. I'm the, I bridge, I bridge gaps, my friend. Um, Man, I have so many questions. I want to get into dreams that I have because I've been having really, really bad dreams ever since I started Mm -hmm. studying the Bible again. Um, I don't know if that'll happen. I don't know if you know this, but I, um, I was trying to become famous in the music industry and Mm -hmm. in order to do that, you kind of got to be satanic. So I classified myself as a Satanist. I, you know, got tattoos. I'm not, uh, very happy about, um, I actually was going through my old Facebook last night and I just started deleting photos. I'm like, Oh my gosh, what were you thinking? Um, that's a good practice. And, um, so ever since then I'm waking up, I'll go to sleep and it's almost like nothing. Like it's a normal sleep, no dreams type of thing. And then I'll wake up anywhere in between one thirty and three o'clock in the morning. This happens to me every single night. It's going to happen to me tonight. It's happened to me for about seven months now. And then when I'm finally able to go to sleep, I have these dreams where they're just chaotic. Uh, not necessarily chaotic. What is it, it, They're frantic, very frantic dreams where I'm either trying to save someone or I'm running from someone or I'm trying to save myself or I'm being attacked by somebody. And some of these dreams I can fly. A lot of times... Um, People will disappear right in front of me, and it and it just morphs into something completely different. Where, you know, like I'm about to die, and then all of a sudden, like I hear my dog barking, and I know she's in trouble, and I have to go try to save her. Or my daughter cries out to me, and I have to try to go save her. There's been times where uh, the whole world is in chaos, and I look up, and there's, and I can't even describe it, but there's just this big mass in the sky and it's falling down and and then and it's so vivid and it's so real and I wake up and my bed stinks right now (laughs) because I'm in sweat like my clothes are drenched my and every single night this happens to me and it's happened for about six seven months 
and I've always had vivid dreams. And, and I heard you speak in older, um, or maybe not older, but I just started listening to your stuff, but I've heard you speak about being, um, watched being abducted. And I've had those dreams. I, I, when I was a kid, when, especially in this certain house that I lived in, we lived in the mountains, uh, a mountain town called, um, big trees or Dorrington. It's called both, but Dorrington, California, uh, get a lot of snow, redwood trees type of thing. It was like the perfect, uh, fire in the sky setting from that movie fire in the sky. And I would wake up every night and usually when I'm dreaming, I'm in somewhere that I don't recognize, but I feel like it's somewhere that I recognize. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I'm in my house, but it's not really my house. But in these yeah. dreams I was having, I was waking up in my actual bedroom at the at that time. And these beings were just staring at me. And I don't I don't believe in outer space, so I've kind of thrown off the idea that there's aliens from outer space that are abducting people and taking them into UFOs. I I hear myself cutting out in my headphones. Am I cutting out? No, you sound good to me. Okay. And and so uh, the older I become and the more I've looked into things, I feel like aliens are another type of fallen angel or maybe another species that's always been here um, in evil presence. I, I, I don't feel like they're from outer space. I feel like they are things that are actually here and have always been here. So I hear you talk about the greys and your abduction experiences. Do you believe in outer space? Um, I, I mean, yes. planets don't exist. Uh, there are simulations all around that were in a simulation. It's not a computer simulation. It's just a, a thought simulation. It's consciousness. It's really just how it works. And it, it compartmentalizes different sections of itself so that we can experience things. Uh, so outer space, you can't physically leave this place. Uh, we're cells of God. We're the body of Christ. And if a cell was to leave your physical body, what do you think would happen? Uh, well, firstly, it wouldn't have the ability to leave your body. It's just silly to think about, right? So we can't physically leave this place, but there are different abduction scenarios that happen. I, I mean, it is vast, but it isn't aliens coming from outer space. Like you were just saying, they are, I know them to be demons uh, that are taking physical form in one way or another. They're making biological mannequins in one way or another. This is the Nephilim. This is the Raphaim. This is, these things are just describing the dead coming into biological mannequins. When we look into the men in black phenomena, how they, they're not quite right. You know, they're not quite human for some reason. There's also a lot of evidence that Nephilim were clowns and that they were wearing makeup to appear as they were alive, or maybe it was some kind of war paint. And this gets into the DMT jesters that you'll see if you smoke DMT and, it gets into a lot of different facets, but what I experienced were greys abducting me and taking me on ships, massive ships, ships that were 
so large that everybody I knew, almost everybody I knew, were on these ships, just rows of people, just rows and rows and rows on different levels, you know, down, up, 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 just so massive. It it was almost like the, it was rendering, is you know, it, like. Is it like, a, like in the movie Matrix or is it like how Donald Marshall explains the cloning facilities? So. Uh, it's not like the, I've never seen anything like the matrix. Uh, and what, what you're just saying with Donald Marshall having the cloning facilities, that's something different. That's, uh, there are underground bases that I've also have memories of being in these underground bases. Whoa. Really? Uh, and yeah. And having clones. Okay. And, I don't want you to get off topic. So go ahead and finish <laughs> your thought, but I definitely want to hear about that. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the abduction phenomena was where they were graves and they were mantids, uh, the praying mantis beings that, that were also humans were on these ships, but I don't think they were humans. I think that they were either some kind of hybrid or that they were fallen angels. Now I think like you were saying that all of these are creations of the fallen angels where the book of Enoch and the Bible tell us that they took the DNA of humanity and mixed it with the birds and the beasts and the reptiles of the earth. And that's how we get all these different beings that they're part human and part insect, part plant, part animal, whatever. And, or there's some kind of biological mannequin. That's really the best word for it. So the grays that you saw, were they actually gray? Because in my dreams, they weren't gray. They were like a grayish red color. Mm, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, what I remember is them gray. And actually, after I did my episode 102, so I, I uh, recorded that on Tuesday, Wednesday, I was starting to relive memories and re-experience things. And I have a very powerful mind's eye. So I'm, I'm there and I'm understanding things. And the blocks that were there, like my memories were screened probably by myself because it terrified me. But I remember now that when I was seven, I opened my closet door and I saw a very small gray alien. And from that point on, I kept my closet stuffed with things all the time. This was something I didn't know. And maybe I'm just projecting this, but I kept my closet stuffed with clothes and, and all sorts of stuff so that I, I would never go in there. I was always weirded out by my closet. And when I started to remember, I actually, the name lamb started coming to me. I don't know if you're familiar with Alistair Crowley and his experience with lamb, the little gray alien. I, yeah, I, I don't, like I said, I was trying to become a famous musician. So Alistair Crowley was something that I was, I, I read the book of law. I, um, yeah. 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 So that's the name that was coming to me in association with this memory. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. That was weird for me to, to have that, but I now remembering it, I see it distinctly. Like I open my closet door and we're face to face. And it's like that ET moment almost, you know, like just a shocked face, like, Oh my God. But I didn't have access to that memory and until that 
this just happened. And Wednesday I was like drained, uh, you know, my soul felt depleted by having to relive all these different experiences to get them out of my head, to speak them out into the world and, and get it out of me. It was just very depleting. No, I can imagine. I I know that you like to ask your guests, what do they do to be grounded? But what did you do to reground yourself after you had to go through that? So there was a whole slew of events that occurred uh, that I'm not going to get into because it's just too much. It would take up the rest of the time here. So uh, what ended up happening was Mimi, my girlfriend and co-host, she was doing some stuff on herself uh, to, and she sent me this deliverance, uh, YouTube video that I watched and listened to, to help deliver me because I listen to that type of stuff and it really helps. I can feel energies moving about and coming out. So in doing, she was listening to it while I was listening to it. Maybe it had some kind of profound effect where we were like interlinking and she was doing some astral work on me but I was like sending her my love and it was just like this strange thing that, that occurred. But essentially once she finished, it was a several hour process. Once she finished, then all of a sudden everything just started coming back to me. It was like the life had left me. So in this video that we were both watching, it says by the blood of Jesus Christ, you are saved and it's talking about the blood of Jesus Christ. And in my mind's eye, I just imagined blood dripping, just one drop of blood dripping into the brain of Mimi. And in doing that, it was like all of my emotions completely left me. It was like the life of me was gone. Like I gave her the blood of Christ that has saved me. It's like, I gave that to her. And in doing that, it freed her up to, help free me so once she did what she did it will it came back to me it was like okay like i had to give her extra so that she could then work on me it was you know it was a great thing but it's a very weird concept if you're not familiar with energy work and how the astral realms no that's you know, a, that's amazing I, I need i need to find my mimi i i, I have <laughs> so much respect for janet because she can like she can like literally grab her chest and pull things out of her that she doesn't want inside of her. And I, I wish I knew how to do that. Um, yeah, so when you're ready, Jesus will gift you with your gifts when, uh, and when you're saved. And I did want to tell, help try to help you with your dreams a bit here. Have you tried praying before bed uh, specifically for Jesus to protect you in your dreams? I have such a hard time with praying. Um, I've been trying to pray more often, but I don't feel I'm worthy of his praise because. Okay. You got to get rid of that because you definitely are worthy. um, I, I know that I'm going through my awakening and I have my issues and I listen to people's testimonies. I ball like, uh, like it, it touches me so much when I see people get baptized and I hear their stories, I cry. Um, but step into the light, my friend, I am, I am battling my own sins to this day. Um, and I know that I'm better than what I'm doing. And I do ask God on a daily basis to use me, um, for him instead of my, my own selfish things. But, you know, um, I find myself having a hard time when I wake up, you know, and I'm like, 
my mind is racing and I'm like, what can I do to just calm my mind? And, you know, I do stupid humanly things like go onto a porn website or like get on Instagram, like it just sinful things. And I am ashamed of myself. So I, I, it's, it's really hard for me. I want to get past this, but I feel like I, and I've done so much in my past. I mean, I used to act in porn. I used to, uh, sell drugs. I used to, I, I mean, I've done so much horrible things in my life. I feel like I'm a fucking shit father. And sorry for cussing. I feel like I'm a horrible father, even though her mom left us when she was three and it was just me and her up until she was in fourth grade. But then when she went and her mom finally got her act together and wanted to be a part of her life, then it was like a back and forth kind of thing. But now my daughter is a teenager and um, that weighs on me, you know, like I'm like, I should be a better father. And, but I, I, I just, I, there's so many things that I hate about myself. So it's hard. Okay. So you definitely have to make peace with yourself. I can feel that you, that you're holding back from allowing Jesus to take your burdens from you because like you said, you don't feel that you're worthy. I've un unfurl all your burdens onto him. Let go of all of your hate and disgust for your past. So when we use the word sin, sin means to miss the mark. So it means to miss the mark of perfection. We're never going to hit that mark and it's okay to not make that mark, but we're going to just try to do our best every single day to uh, better ourselves. Observing your behaviors is always the first step. And then once you observe the behaviors, then you can really take control of it and you can make the decision that, no, I don't want to do this at this moment. And it doesn't have to be that I'm going to stop this for the rest of my life. Just in the moment, say, no, I'm, I'm going to decide this way instead of this way. And you can let go of those burdens. He's there waiting for you to, to step into the light, to accept his love. He wants to love you. And he is loving you, but you're putting up a shield saying, I'm not worthy, but let him in. He's going to help you if uh, you let him. <sighs> Sorry. No, don't apologize at all. It's beautiful, my friend. I can feel I can feel the tension releasing in you. We've all done things in our past that we're not proud of. And uh, when, it's very hard for us to understand because we think of Jesus as a human, but he's, he is the creator of everything that he loves you no matter what you couldn't do anything to make him not love you. And he really wants you to do his will. Of course, he always wants us to be good people, uh, but he, he loves you no matter what. And the more that you accept his love, the more you will feel it the more you will become worthy, the more you will act upon. Because what he does, he doesn't punish us for doing wrong, but he rewards us for doing right. So when we let him in and we're doing right, we can receive more love and more love and more love. The thing that really did it for me was cleaning up trash, was uh, my following my moral compass that if I saw trash, I had to pick it up because that if I didn't, I felt wrong. I felt shame. I felt guilt. So anytime I have the opportunity to pick up trash, I pick it up. I don't care where I am. 
I, I pick it up and I find a trash can. I, I carry bags with me. I carry gloves with me because I, that is one thing that I can do to give back all the time. So when you find your little niche that gets you going, you'll get there, but you just have to let him in and he'll guide you. Beautiful. All right. I have a reputation to uphold here, so let's keep the show going. (laughs) In one of your last episodes, you mentioned the Super Bowl and doing a cleansing. Um, Before I get into that cleansing, the Super Bowl, for those of you that don't know, is one of the biggest child sex trafficking events in the United States, if not the biggest child sex trafficking event. And I used to love football, and it's really hard for me to let go of it. I'm, I'm sipping my my tea out of a water or a Raiders cup right now, <laughs> and I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl this year because I feel like I'm partaking in something satanic while enjoying myself while um, little kids are being tortured on on that day, and. Uh, I was just curious if you knew about that. You said to cleanse yourself. Now, I don't know if that pertains to with what happens, but and we all know in this community that the halftime show is a huge I'm sorry, I'm still trying to catch myself. Is a is a huge um satanic ritual. And who better than this year than Eminem's clone? Because I don't believe that's Eminem anymore. Uh, we got Snoop Dogg, who murdered somebody in order to become famous. He even made a song about it. Murder was the case that they gave me. He talks about how Satan came to him and told him he could have eternal life and all the riches and joys that he wants for the rest of his life and everything. So as a as a God-fearing person that you are, how do you or did you ever even care about football? Actually, that should be my first question. Uh, yeah, I actually have the Eagles Super Bowl tattoo on my arm. Uh, you can't say I'm in a long sleeve shirt, but yeah, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I, I got it tatted on my arm. I went to the draft that year was in Philadelphia. And so it's the season began there. And then we had the Super Bowl parade. I was a very avid sports fan of all sports, but yeah, definitely football. And you can't leave Dr. Dre out who, uh, I don't want to say any legalese, but his son was, you know, sacrificed over. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and that's a whole, whole other podcast right there. That's a whole other show. But, um, so let's go back to, um, like, uh, we were, we were talking about the grays. I don't want to get off of that yet. Um, and all these other entities. And, and I know that you don't like the word elite because of, that puts L first. Um, L ites. Right. Yeah, it means the people of God. That's what the, That's why they want us to call them that. <clears throat> right. So uh, the people that are pulling the strings here in this world, the occultists, let's just call them the occultists that have power over the human race. Do you think that they are in touch with these um, entities? Or do you think that they are? are these entities or maybe even possessed by these entities? Uh, Yeah, it's probably all three. What you just said, they're definitely in contact with a lot of them have been switched out. I mean, there's noticeable differences in many different figures uh, in politics and uh, and in the public eye. 
and a lot of people are possessed and they don't know it. Uh, I mean, we all have, excuse me, we all have our energy centers within us and our energy centers get possessed with energies. So if we're feeding ourselves in a negative way, we're going to feed a negative energy. We're going to grow something in us or we're going to somehow let something else into us. So, uh, yeah, I say all three uh, to what you were just asking. So do you think that these people that are are involved in these occults and these occult rituals, uh, whether it's entertainment and politics, and then we see them and they look completely different uh, let's take Joe Biden for exa- example, or uh, Eminem. Um, all these different people. Do you think that they are clones, or do you think that these entities finally entered the physical body of these people and completely took over? Uh, so I think that it there, a lot of them are clones that have been taken over by these entities that they they switched out consciousnesses. And that they are now, you know, it's the imposter syndrome. It's the doppelganger. We think that it's the person that it always was, but it's not. It's not even the same consciousness anymore. Maybe it is a consciousness that gets switched from one uh, one version to another version, whether it's from clone to clone or from human to clone and, and then clone to clone from there. Or... You, we have this understanding of the black eye club, the left, uh, it's usually the left eye, right? Uh, where you give your left eye for knowledge. And what people generally think about it is typically not what's happening. They're putting technology in the left eye that is then hooking into the brain. It's connecting. It is allowing the all seeing eye to be, to see. And it's, you know, it's a lot of weird, different stuff occurs with it, but, uh, for whatever reason, that's where they enter through the Vril want to enter through the left eye, which are, these are parasites. Uh, so they enter into our bodies in ways that parasites would enter into our bodies through our oxygen, through our food, through our water and slowly but surely they take over us and they have affect us and make decisions for us because we're feeding them. So when I talk about doing the cleanse, so you want to start the cleanse three days prior to the Super Bowl, and then on the Super Bowl, or I'm sorry, I said Super Bowl, three days prior to the full moon, which starts on the Super Bowl uh, this week, and then on the full moon, and then three days after the full moon. That's the seven days that you really want to be cleansing your body because that's when the parasites will go to your intestines and they'll mate with each other and they'll be in your stomach and they'll be uh, partying it up. So if you're taking a cleansing like uh, black walnut, garlic, clove, and wormwood, a mixture of those things that you can get ready-made capsules of that, uh, you're taking that three times a day, all the times of the day that you're eating then all of a sudden they're eating that and they're dying off. And again, it's biblical uh, wormwood uh, saying that a third of the waters would be poisoned by uh, wormwood. So, you know, think of our body as what's being talked about. So a third 
of our body is going to be poison poisonous so that they're drinking it and they're dying. It's not harmful to us. It's harmful to the parasites, the demons. So the Super Bowl is only two days away. Yeah. Is this a, so obviously you can get garlic, you can get clove at, at your grocery store. Can you get black walnut and wormwood at your grocery store? Yeah. So you wouldn't want to get uh, the, the ingredients to make it yourself. You would want to get the capsules that are already made. You can get them at your local health store. Uh, you could order it on Amazon. Uh, I, I know that, you know, please, I'm not please totally, don't, please don't order from Amazon. You guys. <laughs> yeah. But you, I mean, you can order from different places. Uh, there's what I used was Paracel P A R A C E L Paracel. It has the four ingredients in it. It's a 10 day supply. You take two capsules three times a day. Uh, but you could also get wormwood by itself. Well, it's not even by itself. It has some of the other ingredients in it as well, but you can get different things, uh, different brands you can order from anywhere. So, you know, that's, it's, it's fairly easy to get all that stuff. So, and people listening, um, the, the importance of the cleanse, the cleansing, what, um, what, what, what are they cleansing? So you're cleansing your parasites that are in you. So what your parasites are responsible for uh, in a broad sense is all your bad decision-making started at one point because of a parasite in you leading you down that path. And now it it becomes patterned. You're not not talking about parasites that you get like when you eat bad sushi or something like that, right? You're talking. Oh yeah. I'm talking about all of that. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's, I mean, so when we use the word parasite, it has so many multiple meanings, like the, the parasitic class that is taking over, trying to take over the world. So they are the, the external version of parasites. They are born from larva. They are, uh, they come into our bodies in different ways and they feed us dopamine when we do something that feeds them. And what feeds them is what's bad for us. So when we do something that's not healthy for us, it feeds them and then it gives us a hit of dopamine so that it comes uh, pattern behaviors and we get addicted to things so that we're just constantly doing it. And then it moves around in different areas to affect us in different ways. Uh, Metals and parasites are big holders of metals and they're, so much metal in our skies, in our water, in our food, in our deodorants, and all sorts of different weird stuff. You use aluminum foil for to cook food. There's all sorts of stuff that there's metals in our bodies, and the metals are in conjunction with the parasites. I mean, they're working together. They need the metal. And if you look, when I have my demonologist on, you know, if you look in ancient books, that's a lot of what they were doing was trying to merge with metals. Demons were merging with metals because they need the metal. And it acts like a series of mirrors and lasers. Like if you were to point a, a laser into a series of mirrors and it bounces off and, and then it becomes that strand. Well, that's what they're doing with changing our frequency. They want different metals in different parts of our body. They want the parasites in different parts of our body affecting us in different ways so that they can shine the frequency 
of 5G into us and it will create a new vibrational frequency within our bodies so that they can take over with no real resistance. So is it bad to cook on metal? Uh, I mean, we, that's what we kind of only really have. I, there are other options, but so it's not to say that it's all just, you know, you got to give up everything right away. You know, that that's something that you and your God have to go through the process of cleansing, but you have to start somewhere. So why I recommend doing the parasite cleanse is because you'll see if you're trying to uh, diet and you're having trouble, or if you're trying to stop smoking and you're having trouble, whatever you're trying to stop doing, if you first cleanse yourself from the parasites, you'll see that, Oh my God, it's so much easier to do this now. Why is that? Uh, even like with an anger issue, it's easier to not be angry when you do a parasite cleanse because it's the parasites that are really causing you to have that emotion because it's feeding them. So do you think that if I was to do this garlic clove black walnut and wormwood cleanse, do you think that might help with the dreams that I'm having? Uh, it certainly could help. I'm not or saying that, that it definitely or is that would. Just demons attacking me, or is it just that I'm just having bad dreams for six, seven months straight for no reason and waking? Yeah, up I don't think sweats. that it's the last one. I, I definitely think that it's spiritual warfare at play. I think that you're being attacked, especially if it's because you're reading the Bible. I would say that they're they're trying to get you to stop that behavior, and so that they're making you have nightmares which means that you're over the target. So you don't want to stop that behavior because eventually, I mean, it is, it's a horrible thing going through these nightmares. I, I understand what you're saying uh, big time. So it's very difficult to deal with, but I would say to stop that, do the parasite cleanse, then following the parasite cleanse. So do that seven days. Following that, do start zeolite and uh, take I, I actually zeolite have powder. I actually have some zeolite. I, Perfect. I, I quit taking it, but um, I I do have some. I have little drop uh, dropper. So okay. I I was for a while there waking up, and, and you know what's funny? When I quit taking it, I stopped having these dreams. I actually gave it away to a friend because she got the vaccine, and I was mm. like, start taking this because it's gonna get it's gonna help you get rid of the graphene oxide that's in your body. Yeah. So, and I, I was doing zeolite itself first and then I did a parasite cleanse and then the zeolite and it worked much better. And then I had on a guest who specializes in detoxes and she said, you don't want to do the zeolite first because what ends up happening is these parasites are going to burrow further in you because the zeolite is trying to pull them and it's going to cause you to be, have pain. And so that you need, I'll take, to take a lot of it in order to make sure that they don't burrow inside of you. And just a side note, you know, the sin, sin Bengals in the year of the tiger, their quarterback's name is Joe Burrow. You know, the parasites going up against the city of angels, the Rams, the black sheep Rams are male sheep. So, you know, it's very symbolic, but. Oh, so he just a, said, if you have some money, put it on the Bengals. 
Uh, well, no, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not here. To, you know, I hope that, uh, I don't care for whoever wins, you know, but I, uh, I think that God will, will prevail, but yeah, I mean, you could say that you would think the Bengals, if I, if you're going to go with the deep state type of type of set it up, you know, it is all 100% rigged, but, um, yeah. So do the zeolite after because the parasite cleanse will kill the parasites and then the zeolite will pull it all out in conjunction with all the heavy metals. Awesome, brother. Well, uh, I, uh, this was incredible. I mean, you touched on a lot of stuff. Um, I usually at this point ask somebody what their favorite rabbit hole is, but I think you've already laid that out for us. I would have loved to dive into mud floods with you in ancient history. However, I would love to invite you back because I did do a hidden history show with a uh, deplorable Janet and, um, oh man, he's going to kill me. Uh, his name is not coming, but I'm having him back on for round two. And I think you are very insightful. Hey, would, Matt from the great deception. Yes. Yes. Thank you for saving me. Yeah. Matt. Yeah. He's awesome. I'm going to edit that out. And now I have to edit out the video too, since I'm on the Patriot project podcast channel. So I need to edit that out for the video <laughs> as well. But, um, yes. Um, I would love for you to join that because, uh, I want to dive really deep down into more hidden history, um, mud floods. I, I really thought we were going to dive into that, but I love that we dove into more of the spiritual thing because I think that's what I needed tonight. So <laughs> hopefully my listeners got a lot out of that. So instead of asking you what your favorite rabbit hole is, I would just like to ask you what your first rabbit hole was for, uh, before we close it out here. Well, I guess it, it would be nine eleven. I saw loose change and like right when it came out in like oh four or something around there. So, you know, I, I was uh, hip to the news very early on, but then I I fell back asleep. You know, like we all do. And then what kind of brought me back was when the PizzaGate stuff was going on. I was just getting out of prison, and I was like. I know there's something to it, but I never really dug into it. But I was like, yeah, I know that's true. Me and my dad were talking about it. Uh, and we're like, yeah, that makes sense that, that something like that would be happening. Maybe not the events as it's known uh, exactly occurred, but something to that effect, which, you know, the child trafficking, we we all know that is very real. So I guess 9-11 probably would have been the first. But when I woke back up was definitely the child, the children trafficking. Do you think that this is going to be like when we were younger? I don't know how old you are, but I'm 41. And uh, definitely remember 9-11 as something that woke a lot of people up. Do you think that people are younger right now going to be looking at this whole pan pandemic thing as their 9-11 as something that woke them up? Because I feel like this has woke, awakened a lot of people. Yeah, I think that this is wake uh, has woke up a lot more people than nine uh, eleven did. I mean, nine eleven woke up a lot of people, but I think now conspiracy theories are mainstream because of the the chaos that we're in because of COVID. Definitely, I didn't even hit any of my pads tonight. That's crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> when you're going with the flow, you go with the flow. So. Man, this has been so awesome, Emmanuel. I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. And um, 
So before I let you go, I definitely want to give you another chance to shout out. I'm going to put it in the show description. And I hope you're TV ready because this is going to be on Roku um, on the Patriot Podcast Network. Nice. Congratulations. You got on there as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jana was just telling me she got on there too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got a, a small group of people. I think there's going to be about 13 different shows. We got We the People Radio, The Great Divide Podcast, uh, you know, Deplorable Janet, Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies. I can go on and on and on. It's going to be awesome. And, uh, you know, once we get everything going, I would love to bring you in and, and get you involved in that because I think you have a great channel and what's going on. I, I was able to help get Janet on, so I don't see why I wouldn't be able to help get you on there. Um, so awesome. before you're on there, once again, where can everybody find you? Yeah, you can find me on any audio platform. It's Godcast colon the Goodness Over Darkness podcast. You know, you don't type in the word colon. It's just that the two little dots. Uh, <laughs> so that's how you find the podcast. Also on YouTube, Goodness Over Darkness, which I do. Like you said, we went over the, the Book of Enoch series as a three-part series. I have a two-part series on did the second destruction of the world, according to the Bible, already occur in the 17 and 1800s? And I provide a lot of evidence to all the biblical prophecy being fulfilled in that uh, time period, uh, exactly in the time frame that it's said to happen. So uh, you can catch that. And uh, you can go on my website, emmanuelkingman.com, which is I-M-M-A-N-U-E-L kingman.com. And there you can, I offer uh, mentorship programs, guidance. I do spiritual baptisms. I do, I'm going to be starting uh, a Bible study myself soon. And that will be uh, just, that'll be a private thing, but I will be putting it on my website as a paid members thing only to, because not everyone will want to be viewed publicly but I feel that if, if people are members, which I don't even have a member portion yet of my site, but I feel if people are members, they're not going to be trashing people or, you know, bringing drama. So I think that uh, that'll be a good place for people to uh, check out, check out everything. Right on. So if they want to reach, reach out to you, those are the best places. Um, you, you obviously have an Instagram. That's where I was able to reach you at as well. Um, yeah, I'll give them. Um, yeah, so my Instagram is the Great Chakra Awakening 777. My email address is the Great Chakra Awakening 777 at gmail.com. And right on my website, if you go there, I have my Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and uh, my YouTube, and also my email address. They're right uh, locked in the top bar. So uh, if you want to hit me up on any of those places, DM me uh, or email. I do free consultations for people. I'll spend like 30 or so minutes talking to someone to help them out and guide them in whatever way, you know, whatever someone's has on their mind, whether it's a conspiracy theory, they can't get out of their head and need to talk to somebody about, or they just need some guidance in whatever way, hit me up and we'll chat. And uh, it doesn't need to lead to money for you to hit me up. Uh, I just do it because people need some assistance and I'm good at it. So that's what I do. That's awesome, brother. You are definitely a beautiful soul. And uh, thank for, you, my friend. Yeah, it's amazing. Can can you? Um, I I 
I, I started to want to leave my um, podcast in prayer. And I only did it when I had um, when I had Lala Beams and David Slay's Goliath on. And then I stopped doing it. However, I feel this episode is very necessary for that. Other than if there's anything else you want to say, like positive to leave our audience with, if you don't mind, can I put you on the spot and uh, leave us in prayer? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll leave us in prayer. And what I'll say uh, to go out here is anyone out there can connect with the creator in whatever name you would like. Uh, it doesn't matter what you call the creator at this very moment. All you need to do is start your connection and, and have him start your personal relationship and have him walk you through all of your decision-making at all times. And when you start to do that and you're asking for help in the present moment, then he will help you. And then you give thanks at the end of the day, uh, in the morning, in the afternoon, you just say thank you and be grateful. So we'll, We'll end it in prayer here. Uh, so bow your heads. Dear God, we want to thank you so much for providing us with this outlet and this connection that we have created here on the White Rabbit podcast. We want to thank you so much for allowing us to speak our truths to help others because others are helped by our own words and it is nothing is more satisfying than doing the work of you than bringing your will to earth. And we are greatly appreciative that we are able to do it and enjoy it in the manner that we do. We want to pray for everyone that is listening. We want to ask that you please remove any obstacles that are blocking us. We want to ask that, you show us the way in whatever way we need to see it so that we can do your will so that we can become closer with you and eventually become one with you in Jesus Christ's name. We pray. Amen. Amen, brother. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Emmanuel Kingman. And I would like to say, go get your garlic, clove, black walnut and wormwood and instead, well, if you do watch the Super Bowl, all the power to you if you can. But on that day, go start taking your cleanse because if this guy says that it's it's working, I believe him. So let's do that. And everybody, thank you for tuning in to another episode of White Rabbit. This has been amazing, and we're going to have him back on, trust me. I just want to let everybody know, keep digging down those rabbit holes. Bye. They want you locked in your home without God and alone. Don't want you looking up Dr. Sebi and Robert Malone. The truth blocked on your phones. They call the shots from they throne. These politicians and these doctors, they are not in control. Jimmy. Don't cover the face that the Lord created so it can be seen. Tired of the fake trending all over the place. We just want to be free. There's no fear with faith is praising too. of threats and trauma that came from this tyranny we won't bow down to the golden cow and do as it pleases we don't care
government lies that they're covering Innocent suffering, won't let our freedom just crumble They disappear without a fight in the struggle They want us so sick and don't want you recovering Want you depressing and addicted, the pills that they're giving Not trusting decisions of these politicians Right or left wing, it's not really that different But fashion in prison, they want you dependent On them as a sickness, when God is my witness I don't need permission, they're causing division Through our television, they're coming for children And all the traditions, so get ammunition Prepare for the war, the revolution is in store I'm waiting for them at my door Removing the freedoms to force, of course Judgment day is more important than court I feel this deep in my bones and my core I'm going hard till the freedom restored Or until they put me up in the floor We don't care what they say It's God Accountable 